0: How's everyone this morning? Good. (laughs) So I'm sharing on the word this morning, as Gavin said, um, the word of God, the Bible. And I'm passionate about the Bible. I love the word of God. Um, Scripture says we should love the word of God. We should love the Bible. And it's not an ancient book. It's not an ancient book that is no longer relevant for us. The Bible is... Um, relevant for us today it's necessary for us to walk out this walk and to live as followers of Jesus I'm holding this for effect every now and then but I'll put it here because it's heavy (laughs) Um, so yeah it's not an ancient book that's no longer relevant It's a way that God speaks to us still. It's a way that he communicates to us. God's our father. I know Hugh preached on that last week, the father heart of God. And as a father, he wants to communicate with us. And we know that he wants to speak to us. So just some of the ways that God communicates to us, he speaks to us through creation. Creation itself communicates to us of God. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all creation. So creation itself declares of God and his glory day after day, night after night, without speaking, which is just awesome. So God uses creation to speak to us. He speaks to our hearts, our conscience, or our hearts. Um, Romans 2.15 says that our consciences bear witness to us that God is real, that he exists, that we have a maker, we have a creator who loves us. And he also, our conscience speaks to us when we listen about right and wrong as well. Because we're all made in God's image. So we're born in his image. There's a longing on each person's heart everybody's heart to know the father to know their creator whether they know it or not it's there that only God can fill so he speaks to us from our very hearts and our conscience he speaks to us through Jesus through Jesus how we know Jesus Jesus we can know we can know him and when we know Jesus we know the father John 14 7 says we know the father when we know Jesus so we can we can be communicated to by knowing Jesus And lastly, but not least important, the Bible. He speaks to us through his word. The Bible is the clearest, the surest, and the most detailed way that God reveals things to us. And I'm gonna say that again. It's the clearest, the surest, and the most detailed way that God speaks to us is his word. So we cannot underestimate the importance of the word of god in that god gave us this to communicate to us he didn't leave us here not knowing him not not knowing how to live out this life but he left this a manual the very words of god for us to help us and to speak to us and mostly to reveal his heart to reveal who he is i myself was convicted as i was preparing how much i take for granted that we have access to the bible on a daily basis, whenever we want. It's God's heart for us. And it teaches us. So God wants to speak to us. If you want to know God more, study the word. I'm telling myself that. If I want to know God more, study the word of God. That's the main way that we get to know God. His character, his heart, his will, his ways, his commands, his promises, everything. And it's in through studying the word that we grow. When we get the word in us, that's how we grow, right? We want to grow, that also grows us, is by studying the word of God. In the past, the Bible wasn't available for everyone. I was struck by that again, how we didn't have, everyone didn't have access to the Bible. It wasn't in every language, or maybe it was just for the leaders or the professional ministers. And even though we think we know it, I feel like I need to say again, it's not for the professionals. It's for each and every one of us as followers of Jesus to have access to the word of God. So let's look at the origin of scripture. The origin of scripture. And I'm not going to go super deep on this, but 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture is God-breathed. And I don't know your views on the origin of scripture or the inerrancy of scripture. This to me is pretty clear. This is the inspired word of God. It's inspired by God himself. It wasn't somebody wrote it, it already existed and then God breathes on it or he anoints it. It's the actual mind of God communicated by the mouth of God through the breath of God, through the Holy Spirit to the writers is fully inspired by God. It comes from his very mind, from his very heart, his words. Therefore, it's inerrant. The Bible is inerrant. It doesn't, doesn't, it's impossible for the Bible to have error. So it's the inspired by God. It's perfect revelation to us. So what does that mean? It's perfect revelation to us. It's inspired by God. It's for us. It means it should have the highest authority in our lives. The Bible needs to have the highest authority in our lives. Anything that contradicts the Bible, our culture, our traditions, uh, maybe a prophetic word, I don't know about you guys, but you get some prophetic words and you know, you've got to weigh those up against scripture, right? So even a feeling that God's leading me somewhere should never contradict the Bible. If it contradicts the Bible, it's not true. It's not from God. So we ought to treat the Bible as the highest authority in our life. It's scripture. So that's the origin. The origin of of the Bible is from God himself. And then the purpose. Paul states the purpose of the Bible in that verse as well. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. So that we can be equipped. For the purpose of equipping us. So essentially, it's a handbook for us. The Bible's a handbook. It's not... To answer all the scientific questions of the world, I read that somewhere. Sometimes people go to the Bible and want it to prove science, right? Or look for scientific answers. I came from a background where um, there was there were really there was a hangup about it was an emphasis on creation versus evolution and all these things, and people use the Bible to prove science or to kind of debate, you know, how the Earth was created and this and that. That's not why. God gave us the Bible. He gave it to us. Those things we can know by actually studying, investigating ourselves, and science can figure those things out. But the Bible is things that only God can reveal to us. Only God can reveal. They can't be discovered by science. So it's a handbook for us for our salvation. When I think, so it's. what did he say? He said, Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. And when I think about training, I think about our kids. Because the Bible says you train up a child in the way they should go. So I think about our kids and how we approach parenting as training. And instructing them and helping them know God's way. And patiently reminding them of the truth, bringing back to the truth, teaching manners, teaching all those things. And that's what the Bible is like to us. It trains us. It also brings correction. When we read the word, it can correct us, right? It can bring a little bit of conviction. Um, When we think what we're doing is maybe okay, and then you read the Bible, and you realize, actually, I'm giving myself some room here that the Bible doesn't give me. The Bible brings correction in a very sharp, very cut to the heart kind of way. It's so powerful. And I'm going to get to that. So this is our handbook, but just as I've said, it's so easy to conform to the world around us. It's so easy to conform. You know, we often, as believers, sometimes we don't look that much different than the world because... We have those areas of our life that God can touch, well, I'll go to church, or maybe I'll give money this way or I'll do this. But then we have a lot of areas where sometimes we don't let the word of God in, and we don't let the truth of scripture kind of come in and be that highest authority. We hold things that we say, well, the Bible maybe doesn't apply to this because everybody's doing it and the Bible's not relevant to that area or, you know, we make reasons. Everyone parents this way, so it's okay. Or everyone around me is does this in their marriage. They don't emphasize their marriage. They don't invest in their marriage. So why should I invest in my marriage? So we can really get influenced by the culture around us. We get influenced by the culture around us instead of doing what the Bible tells us to do. And so I think that's why, like, in talking about the Word of God, it's just so important that we align our lives with the God's Word and not the culture around us, that we be different, that we actually look different. Because the Bible wants to speak to every area of our lives. It doesn't only just speak to a couple areas. If we search the scriptures, there's something in there about everything that we could have a question about. Whether it's a tough situation with your boss, whether it's how to handle, you know, some tough, situational relational situation, Unforgiveness, our finances, parenting, how to husband and wife, it's all in the word of God. So that's where we go. It is relevant. As followers of Jesus, uh, we are to be students of the word. And I'm convicted that I want to be more of a student of the word myself. Again, it's not for the professional minister, it's for everybody. So, the purpose of the Word is to equip us, to teach us and train us to know the Father. And I know that part was a little teachy, but now I want to get into more of like the heart and the part that I love when I think about the Word and when I talk about the Word, the heart aspect. And that's the power of the Word of God. The power of the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful. It is powerful. And I was reminded of that when I was studying this week. If you're like me, sometimes we read the Bible and you can kind of treat it like a checklist, right? Like do this, don't do that, don't do this. Okay, today I'm not gonna gossip. I'm not gonna say anything negative about anyone. I'm not gonna look at anyone lustfully. I'm not gonna swear. I'm not going to you know, lose my temper. Check, 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 you know? And I think we often approach it as a lot of things that we have to do, a list of do's and don'ts or rules. And we think, okay, I'm gonna do really good. I'm gonna try really hard and I'm going to do this. But that's not how we follow Jesus. As we all know, God's not interested in the outward. He always works on us from the inside out. Always. So he always wants to make a change within us, and it's a change that only he can do. And the very word of God works change in us it's powerful enough to come and work within us and bring about the change without us having to feel like we've got to apply a checklist because sometimes I think that's why we avoid the bible sometimes right it just feels like too many do's and don'ts or rules but it's actually not and God doesn't expect us to follow him that way he's not looking for outward conformity he wants to work with us from the inside out and work change in us Or maybe you approach it as an intellectual exercise. Just reading it like a book and filling our minds with it and, you know, kind of intellectualizing the Bible. It's not that. It's not to gain head knowledge. Um, We can all read that way, mindlessly just go through the Bible or maybe that's not intellectualized. But, you know, we just read through and that's not what it is. We want to have heart revelation of the word of God. So it has to move from our head to our heart and become a revelation for us. Not a head knowledge. We want it to take deep root in our hearts. The word of God to get in there deeply and start sending out shoots and start grabbing hold of us at a deep level. I liken it to a seed, but I'll get there. Because the word of God is powerful. It is living and active. The Bible is living words. There is life in those words. That excites me. When I think about this, the words, life-giving, they're life-giving when you get them in you. They actually bring life and they actually have power to change us. They are not dry. There's nothing dry about the scripture. It's the very word and heart of God. And Oh, sorry <laughs> you don't want me to keep picking it up thank you honey hebrews 4:12. for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart nothing in all creation is hidden from god's sight Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's a little uncomfortable. That verse is a little uncomfortable. (laughs) It's like, whoa, everything is laid bare. There's nothing hidden from God. Nothing hidden from God. That makes me a little uncomfortable. It doesn't matter how things appear on the surface. God cuts through to the heart and he sees the heart. And the word of God does that as well in our lives. And when the word comes, either through a teaching on a Sunday, sometimes you're sitting and you're listening to a teaching, if you're like me, and you don't even realize how it impacted you until later on. Just like a sharp, sharp, sharp blade can, an extremely sharp blade can cut you and you don't really feel it until you look down and you see blood and you see a gash. That's how the word can be in our lives. And when a word comes on a Sunday or when it comes in your own personal reading time, that's what it can be like in our lives. So the word itself works in us. It's powerful. It's alive. The words of scripture work within us. When we receive them, when we take them into our hearts. So how do we receive the word of God? Because I'm talking a lot about receiving into our hearts and not just a head knowledge. How do we receive the word of God? Well, I think that the Bible can answer that. James 1.21 says, receive with meekness or humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. So we just simply receive with humility, just simply, humbly receive it, and saying, I believe this to be true. I trust that these are your words, God. I'm gonna receive them into my heart, and I'm gonna read them as if they are your words, and receive them into our hearts. It's not this faith that we have to work up, but we read scripture, and we don't read it thinking that we have to accomplish all these things, all we need to do is receive it. Just simply receive the word of God that will bring life, that will do its work, that will take root, that will begin to change us. We don't have to take it and apply it really hard to our lives. Just read and work. And I say that, I stress that, because our personalities are that we want to do things. We want to do, we want to make the change, we want to change ourselves. God doesn't, we can't change ourselves. God is the one who allows the Word within us to work and causes it to grow within us. So when we read it, just read with the trust and the thought that this is true. This is your words, God, and get them into you. And it will begin doing its work. The Word will begin doing its work and God will fulfill what He promised and He will bring about the change and He will cause the seed in us of the Word to grow. I love that stuff. I don't know if you guys love that stuff, but whenever I feel like I can take stuff off of myself that I have to accomplish and I can put my trust fully in the Lord and fully in his word to do his work, I just feel such a release of God's goodness and how he deals with us and how he loves us and how he is the one who changes us. You can feel like you need such a greater, mighty faith. Like I've got to believe it. I've got to believe. I don't know if I have faith enough, but we don't. The Bible actually says, Romans 10.17, that it's the word itself that works faith within us. The word of God itself, when we receive it, works a faith in us. Romans 10.17, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So as we receive God's word in our hearts, it begins to work and strengthen and stir a faith in us. The word does that because it's powerful, because it's alive. It causes faith in us. It grows faith in us. Again, so, such a nice release. God, get the word in us and God will strengthen and grow our faith. It doesn't take a great faith, but just simply receiving the word of God with the thought that it's true and that it will work. Occupy yourself with the word. Ken encouraged us, meditate on it, mutter it, mutter scripture, meditate on scripture, just carry it with you then God can work a faith in us that can stand against anything. Don't you want a faith that can stand against anything? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm scared of that. But I do want a faith that can stand against anything. That can say, my God is good. I'm standing on, my pro- on the promises of scripture. And I'm standing on the truth. Doesn't matter what life throws at me. And that's the kind of faith that the word works in us. Which is powerful. That's how the Bible is powerful. Not just with promises, but also with with the commands of Scripture. You know, we read them and we feel we can't obey. I can't do that. That's too hard. Um, But it's the Word of God, again, that works in us the desire and the ability to obey. Because as we get the seed of the Word in us, it starts growing and it causes us to desire and have the conviction that we can actually do what our Father's asking us in his word. We don't have to work it up. So I'm nearly finished. What does the word of God do? I just wrote down some things. It cleanses us. The Bible says that we get washed in the word. It cleanses us. When we read the word, it cleanses us. It takes out all the junk. Heals us. You can get healed from the word, not just the laying on of hands. The word of God brings healing. It works faith in us, which we just said strengthens our faith. It guides us and leads us. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. When you don't know you lost your way or you can't see, go to the word of God. The word of God lights our path. Isn't that beautiful? It lights our path. Refreshes us. I never thought of that. I always think worship refreshes you or going to the Holy Spirit and having the Spirit come refreshes you. Psalm 19.7, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. If we're dry, if we're dry and need refreshing, we can go to the Word of God. We can go to the Word of God and actually just be refreshed by truth. And as I already said, brings us to maturity. If we want to grow in our walk with the Lord, get to know His Word. Get to know His Word. Get the Word in you. Get the seed of the word in you. Allow it to take root. And I want to read a couple scriptures. Psalm 119.97 Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always within me and make me wiser than my enemies. Oh, how I love your law. Psalm 19.7 The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshes the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They're more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them, your servant is warned. In keeping them, there's great reward. That's about the Bible. Isn't that beautiful? Psalms 19.7, that is. So just uh, as followers of Jesus, I just exhort us this morning, myself included, be freed up when we read the word. Come to the word of God knowing God will do his work within us. The word of God itself, let it get into your heart receive it with humility trust that it is the word of god and allow the word to work within you allow the word to work in all of us and change us and grow us equip us at times correct us and go to the word of god let's be people who know that god's word is the highest authority in our lives and that know the word and that's what i have